Hey, hey, homebodies, what's happening? It's your girl, Rachel Presser, the Toad Lady, coming at you live from New York. And today, we're going to be talking about smart home technology. So if you have any technologists in your life, yeah, chances are, you know, that, like, if these people have kids, they they probably only play with things like rocks or, like, those wooden horse dolls from the 50s. Uh, nothing, uh, you know, that's been, like, you know, technologically advanced, like, since, like, oh, 1994, give or take. It's because, um, yeah, there are a lot of things uh, spy on people these days. There's been a lot of, you know, really, um, like, major ethical quandaries with the way a lot of, like, these, like, quote-unquote smart toys, like, are literally spying on children. And we just invite it right into our freaking homes. Um, you know, yeah, like, that, like, Alexa device may, you know, may make your life seem a lot easier. Um, but there's a reason why, but there's a reason, though, why a lot of these places will just, you know, give out things like Amazon Echo and, um, the Google Mini for free or incredibly cheap. It's because... You're the product now. You're the you know, your data is being harvested at every turn, and yeah, there's just a lot of really like creepy implications with this, and it's why my home is happily a dumb home. It was a a dump that was built before World War II, and while I would seriously do something ungodly to get these radiators torn out, oh my god, I just want a thermostat so bad. Provided that it's not a smart thermostat. No, just give me, like, a one that's not too smart, not too dumb. One from, like, yeah, the 90s is, is good. I'll take an 80s thermostat, too. Um, so long as it's not, you know, one of these, like, creepy Wi-Fi control things that's gonna hook up to a Google Mini and then report back all of my heat-using behaviors, you know, being like, oh, this woman totally behaves... Like an iguana, she needs it to be the exact temperature or else she's not happy. And who who the hell need, needs to know this information? Uh, this is why they need to have ethics and humanities and comp sci curriculums. Anyway, so yeah, ad tech is what's running the role these days. And it's basically just malware with a user license agreement and permission to operate. And that's pretty much what's connected to a lot of these um, smart home devices that are doing some questionable things. But despite knowing all the risks, um, it's you know it's a big industry. Um, you know, smart home device sales like generated almost a sixteen million dollars in revenue in twenty seventeen, and this year it's projected to be over twenty seven million and still growing um you know so like these smart speaker home assistant hybrids are one of like the bigger ones but there's also other types of smart home technology you know going into um those statistics because there's everything from security systems um you know to devices that monitor your utility usage um among other aspects of managing the household and so the reason though like why these things are growing in prevalence show isn't just because of you know being able to you know like do various things by voice command it's also because um you know they're helpful like when it comes to like tracking energy consumption which is you know a big concern if you're trying to you know cut down on your utility bills you know it's like you want to find out like hey like how come my water bill is so high you know like have 
have we been using the shower too much? Or like, is someone maybe like leaving, you know, certain sinks running? Like it can help you feel solve problems like that because if it turn out th- if it turns out that like yeah like you're shutting you know the sink off every night when you're done cooking dinner um but then your water bill still looks like suspiciously high it could be because you've got a leak someplace and then you need to go get that checked out and then a smart home you know device um designed for that kind of um tracking would maybe help you figure that out a lot you know a lot sooner than you would on your own so I can definitely see the application, you know, so it's not all about, like, these companies being evil and just still trying to get all your data. They can do some pretty useful things like, yeah, you know, like track your electricity and water usage, then help you, then I can help you figure out how to reduce those bills and maybe also address other things in your home, you know, that can help you cut down your energy consumption or, like, you'll reduce, like, you know, the hazard of, like, fires or, like, outages and so on. So there's definitely a lot of useful applications, but it's also just, like, so many other creepy implications with this, too. And what it's all rooted in is in IoT or the Internet of Things. So, yeah, so depending on how tech-savvy you are, you may not really need to know this, but if you're not very tech savvy, you're just, you know, want to know how it works. So IOT or, you know, internet of things just basically refers to having a whole bunch of like, you know, interrelated computing devices that they can connect to literally almost everything. Um, you know, it could be objects, um, machines that are not computers, even people, animals. And then the whole, but the whole crux of it is that, they don't need to have any other interactions, you know, whether it's a human to a computer or like or computer to computer in order to execute. So like for instance, if you have a smart coffee maker, um, like you know, one that you can control like by a Wi-Fi apps, like you can be, you know, just like laying in bed and then um, you know, you're like, oh man, like I put coffee in the machine last night and I would love to have a cup, you know, waiting waiting for me when I get out of bed. And then you go into an app on your phone and then you basically tell that coffee maker to turn on and make you a cup of coffee. And then, you know, you have that coffee waiting. And so if that was like a standard coffee maker, like you you wouldn't be able to do that. You, You or somebody else would have to turn it on to make it, to make it go. Or if it was, like, you know, part of maybe, like, a whole, like, you know, system, like, another device would have to activate first. But, no, it's the reason why that coffee maker, you know, is IoT is because once you tell the app what to do, you have one human-computer interaction, then you don't need to, like, do anything else after that. And so, yeah, so there's definitely a lot of, like, useful applications, though, that this can have for various household functions like cooking or cleaning, especially, you know, if you happen to be disabled, you know, and you or have chronic pain recovering from surgery, any combination of these things where some people want to call it lazy, but like it can't, some of this, but then some of these functions though can just be life-saving and help you stay independent. And people tend to really undervalue that. So that is also one major boon of smart home tech that gets overlooked and should be talked about more 
Um, but then, <coughs> as I was saying, though, there's also a lot of bad implications, though, about like what can happen with IoT. Namely, that it, um, especially if you have a lot of devices together. So, like, let's say you have like a whole ton of like smart devices, you know, in your house, like coffee maker or like those, uh, you know, Wi-Fi controlled uh, crock pots, uh, slow cookers. Like those can be like really nifty, but then they can also just present um, a much bigger attack surface. Which an attack surface is, you know, something that hackers get into and so like the more devices that you have on this um on this network um the bigger your attack surface that would be things like your phone desktop and laptop computers tablets um i said all the various smart devices i name plus the smart speaker itself those all present an attack surface and especially since the devices um you know for i said like the uh coffee maker and so on like they those all tend to have a pretty low level of security and that may not seem like a big deal at first but it actually is a big deal because you know you can be like somewhere out um like at a coffee shop or even like a library or something that has a public wi-fi and then all it takes you know is just like you know one pretty bad actor to just you know actually yeah be able to learn more about your devices and then can use the information for some pretty, you know, like nefarious purposes. And um so so yeah, so it's interesting, you know, in watching the development of smart home tech over the years, is that smart home things can like especially when it comes to security systems and I said all the various um entry points though that are less secure, like the kitchen appliances are more like novelty things that you might see like on the internet shit um that's like a, one of the best treasures on twitter go check it out um like I, i'm thinking of some of like the batshit things that were at like this year's um you know like consumer electronics showcase like like the freaking bluetooth toothbrush um oh my god uh that's, yeah, that could be part of an attack surface quite easily. Um, someone could definitely hack into that and do God knows what with it. They can ostensibly get your bank account numbers from a freaking smart toothbrush. This is the society we live in now. God help us all. Um, <laughs> with, with that said, um, they paradoxically can prevent break-ins while also facilitating them because, yes, yeah, someone gets a hold of that password. I mean, you can just be totally screwed because, yeah, if your smart home system, you know, controls things like your door and window locks, um, monitor the ability to monitor it is not going to do you a lot of good if, like, you you're going to end up, like, trapped in your own damn house. And so I know I, I know I get snarky about this stuff, and you adore me for it, but I gotta get serious here. A lot of this tech, you know, is just really bad, um, you know, for you know, for women who've had to escape domestic abuse or like maybe in danger of it, because um, no, it was it was clearly not designed by women or anyone who's been, you know, in a situation where they could be stalked um, or harassed because. Changing the password can definitely help, you know, keep some keep someone like a partner you don't want to have in touch with it. And sometimes, yeah, you'll hear stories like, 
I touched upon it in the article as some of the more lighthearted sides where you're just resentful that your partner moved on and you haven't, but you realize you still, but then this guy realizes he still has the password to the Wi-Fi and then just decides to screw with the thermostat or other things. And so it's always a good idea to change the passwords on these devices in case you have, yeah, like a resentful, not just spouse, but even like someone like a roommate or a family member you are not on good terms with, it does help to change the passwords on these things. But even just changing them alone, you know, is not going to be like enough when your attack surface is very large and then there are plenty of people who know how to hack into these things and decide to go haywire with it and the home break-ins are like simultaneously more easily averted because of smart security systems but yet that big attack surface also just makes it easy enough to disable a lot of the controls on Onstead's security system. So all I'm saying is just think twice about, you know, like, how you want to set your smart home up, you know, know the risks, you know, find it, and also find out, you know, if, like, these types of break-ins are common where you live, um, it doesn't hurt to, like, also just, like, you know, scope things out on the internet, like, on social media, um, well, I'm gonna shudder on this one, even next door might actually have useful information, um, city data, um, if you're in a city, um, Find things out about your particular neighborhood or development and see how you can best prepare yourself for this. I know we all want to have some fun with the Wi-Fi controlled, you know, crock pots. Um, that's definitely handy for certain dishes. But just make sure that, you know, that no one can basically flood your house by being able to break into that. So stay tuned um, on homestratosphere.com for more, more um, hot takes about, um, about the new smart devices of uh, the 2020s and beyond. Follow us on Twitter at Home Stratos, and I'll catch you again next time.